everyone. It's How's the Bite time. Ken Root with Bob Irvin. We are in Duckburg, Iowa. Bob is at least under the big walleye at Murray Outdoors. You can't miss it on the south end of town. Bob, you've made it through the 4th of July holiday. How was it? It was a good 4th, Ken. How, how was yours? Well, mine was pleasant. I'm in Washington, D.C. area. And uh, we, uh, my family lives about 25 miles out. And many people out here don't even act like Washington, D.C. exists. And they were quite nervous that I was going to go into the district like I remembered it 20 years ago. And so I didn't go uh, for the fireworks. But it is a magnificent display that they have. But I could watch it on TV. And so I watched quite a bit of entertainment on a Capitol Fourth. And uh, then I uh, stayed here. We had a little uh, uh, family party, got to see a lot of family. So it's just been good, good, good. My grandchildren, the oldest two are 17, and so they are young adults. But uh, the youngest is 11, and he and I, you know, have a really good time as well. So it's something you just need to do when you're a grandpa. You'll understand it someday. Yeah, I saw a lot of events, a lot of people doing stuff, a lot of families out on the river, just a busy, busy time of the year on the river here in Guttenberg. Fishermen were out first thing. They got off about 10, 11, then the wreck boats come out, and then fishermen would go back, back out at night. So uh, boat ramps were at capacity. It was just a really busy, um, fun-filled uh, week, I'd say, because they took off Monday. A lot of folks did. I did get to see some fireworks too. For I just got to see uh, a little bit of them, but it was it was nice to have a relaxing night doing that stuff. Tell me about the river, Bob. It uh, was uh, I'm calling it bipolar this year. Way down is. Yeah, it's it's leveled out. It's going to stay where it's at. It looks like uh, we're getting some rainfall uh, this morning, Ken. Uh, Friday, what is it? July seventh today. Uh, it's actually cool. It was a really cool night. The water steaming on the Turkey River, on all the little rivers. All the rivers in Iowa are, are sitting pretty low right now. Uh, Mississippi being the one we're at four foot, 4.7 right now, and it just looks like it's going to be just under that five foot, four and a half foot mark for a while. And folks are just having to be careful navigating with your motors, with the wing dams, uh, with, with a little bit of everything, sand, every, sandbars, all that stuff. Well, there's a couple of issues here that worry me that are somewhat outside their talk about fishing. Of course, one is a drought in that we have had very little rain. Uh, it's been hand-to-mouth, uh, and it may keep the corn growing with the quality soil we have, but I think it's taken the top end off of the yield this year. Uh, the other is transportation, to be able to get all of these crops down the river as they begin to harvest this fall. And uh, right now, the Soy Transportation Council that I'll be doing a podcast with next week uh, is quite concerned. I mean, not a lot you can do about it, but uh, it makes them have to uh, lighten up the barges, shift less, and uh, also really crunch the amount of time they can to the very end of the shipping season next fall. Yeah, I could see how that could be an issue. Um, and transport, obviously, is, is the reason for the river and the Corps of Engineers. And, and I wouldn't wouldn't want that job to this day and age or this summer. That would be kind of a headache with everything going on. There's there's just not a lot of water coming down the river. 
Hey, Bob, we uh, uh, have been staying with uh, DNR's Walleye Challenge uh, all the way back from the beginning of April. Uh, it went May through June. May and June is the two months that they were uh, asking people to collect data and enter for the prizes. You've got some information on the back end there, and I talked to Jeff Kapaska this week, who's the biometrician for DNR. So it appears we had pretty good participation on pool 10 and 11. There was a question on whether or not we were going to get some folks. Uh, I think, and, uh, and hopefully Jeff will, could uh, talk about this too, but I think we had, uh, just for all of our prizes, went to one person. Um, and it's a pretty good walleye fisherman uh, out of the Dubuque area that, that did really, really well. And I think he got uh, the bait checks in Dubuque. I think he won their prize as well. So three different prizes go to him, and it's Doug Schumacher uh, out of the Dubuque area. I, I've known Doug for quite a while, a uh, really good walleye fisherman, but I think this might be a little friendly competition for next year. So it could be a good thing that one person won it. It really piques the interest then, like, you know, holy cow, he won that many prizes, and, you know, he fishes in May and June regardless, and a lot of folks do fish in tournaments, so why not send those pictures in and, and get the data for the DNR, and and I think it'll really spark some interest for next year. I don't really see much downside on this. I mean, they clearly state that they're not giving away the location of where you caught the fish, but they have it within their system, and uh, they're utilizing that for their uh, general documentation. But for the individuals, it looks like it's just, you know, those who put in the most work as opposed to those who are just lucky, uh, win the prizes. Jeff's interview with me that we'll hear in a minute says there were also some people, you know, all across the state uh, in a bunch of these rivers and lakes that did a lot of fishing and gave them a lot of data for which they're appreciative. Uh, but the prizes were large in number compared to the total number of people who were involved in the contest. <laughs> One word could describe this to me, and I think it's just smart. Why not? We're already out there fishing. Uh, we should have probably had this years ago. I really think this is a really good program. and I think it'll take hold here the next couple of years and hopefully hopefully relieve some, some effort of the DNR and, and get the accurate numbers with the photos, use the technology that we can. It's 2023 and, and get them the numbers and have their seasonals and some of their other staff work on some other stuff and leave the data to us. It doesn't lie. You know, photos don't lie and, and all the numbers can help. So maybe do this once or twice a year. That, that's what I see coming up. That would be great. Well, you know, I told Jeff that I caught a 28-inch walleye. Uh, and I turned it in, and he said, no, you didn't. And I said, well, I knew better because I was in northern Minnesota. But he said there were a couple of people that did turn it in, but he said, that's all right. We don't count them because we know that they're not in Iowa. But if you want to use that program, even if you don't join this contest, that program that you can put on your phone, you can document all your fish, and then you can keep that. I wasn't aware that that program would give you a way of basically having a easy reference for all the fish you've caught, sort of a of a de-liar on your telephone. Yeah, it's day and age. Uh, some of the older gentlemen used to have a little diary they kept or a little book to 
to say what days, what the weather was, you know, what the barometric pressure was, all that stuff. And it's nice to have some apps now like that. And hopefully the people can get used to using that program. Jeff Kapaska joins us. Jeff is a biometrician for Iowa DNR. Jeff, you've just finished this two-month walleye challenge. How are you feeling about this uh, online fishing tournament? I'm feeling pretty good about it. I I could feel better, but uh, you, I have to remember that uh, you know we take we take baby steps to accomplish things, and uh, and while some parts of it I had higher hopes for. Other parts of it, I am really happy with how things went. So uh, we did better than we had done in 2022, and uh, we got more data. We got more people involved. We had anglers catch fish at more systems. So it was a success. It could have been more successful, in my opinion, but without a doubt, it was a success. Well, to me, it seems uh, literally revolutionary that you could go from the traditional type of fishing tournament, if you will, or or data collection, maybe we're a combination of the two, and this online method to where that everybody is uh, joining in, actually having to pay to join in uh, with the potential of winning a prize, and then documenting that information. So, I'm looking at a map that you sent me that shows a blue dot everywhere that um, there was a body of water where people had fished, and then you assigned some numbers to those. So um, tell me what you wish that you think is relevant so people can appreciate the uh, what your goal is and the kind of data you're already getting. For the first part, up in your neck of the woods, we logged almost no fish or catches last year. And uh, so this year, we had lots of fishes recorded um, on pool 10, pool 11, pool 12, pool 13. We had a few on pool 14, uh, a number of fish on pool 16. So we learned, we collected data much more extensively on the Mississippi River this year than we did last year. And I would attribute that to um, places like Murray's Bait Shop and Max Bait Shack and those bait shops that uh, that are supporting this endeavor and talking about it with the anglers, um, radio shows like yours where we are getting information out to folks, of the Mississippi Walleye Club, who had a number of members join and participate. Uh, so, so we start with that was very successful and much more successful than last year. In addition, we had, I believe, over 600 fish reported from Big Creek in central Iowa. That's the combination of that being just an outstanding walleye fishery and it being close to the large population center of Des Moines. Uh, we had well over 300 fish reported from Rathbun and Clear Lake and Brushy Creek Lake. So uh, we're going to get some really good comparative information to look at those places where we do our sampling extensively and we have extensive catches 
from the anglers. So that's going to give us the opportunity to see do, does that data match up and can we continue to learn from what the anglers are telling us and are there comparisons to be made with our sampling data. Spirit Lake is the same way. We, uh, we had a nice number of catches from there. So that is all just excellent, outstanding information. In addition to that, uh, we had around 40 water bodies in 2022 where we had individuals catch walleyes, and that was up to over 70 this year. So we almost doubled that, which is just fantastic. We had more anglers report catches this year. So we had almost 3,000 fish reported this year. A lot of wins across the board. Can you tell me um, from the data what the biggest fish was or the uh, the person that contributed the most information or at least how many fish they reported in? Because it looked like some people really were into this. That is absolutely correct. So uh, the largest fish was just under 29 inches. And um, I don't, like, like we've said before, secret spots stay, stay secret. I don't know where that fish was caught. Um, the number two catch was uh, just about a quarter inch shorter than that, right around 28 and a half. And that's a fellow from your neck of the woods. His name is Doug Shoemaker. And uh, he was in the lead for a long time. And uh, I know that he caught that fish on the Mississippi River. I don't know where. And I can, I can tell you that because he told me that um, when I chatted with him yesterday. And so, uh, and he... He is just an outstanding fisherman. I think he contributed well over 100 fish. It was a combination of walleyes and sauger. Uh, he won some prizes from, uh, from Murray's for the biggest and the most sauger, and also uh, one of the other prizes from Murray's for, um, for pools uh, 10 and 11. So um, just an outstanding fisherman, and he he uh, reported a lot of fish, uh, but he wasn't in the top five. I know that there's one angler that uh, recorded over 400 fish, another one with over 350 fish, and so yeah, there's a there's a lot of fish. We're still finalizing some of that uh, accounting of the prizes. We have over 125 prizes to distribute from this event. So that that takes a lot of figuring, um, but uh, so we're we're doing some of that. We have finalized the numbers on the biggest fish and who those prize winners are, and then we're still working through some of that information for the most fish caught. Tell me about the pictures for your uh, uh, chasing trophies. Uh, that you're getting. Are you getting quite a few people sending you pictures of fish they've caught? Yeah, we started this a few months ago. We've kind of got it going, and I think it's going to be our, our catchphrase here for at the store. Uh, really like seeing the kids, adults, anybody. You have a picture of a fish or anything come hunting season, a deer, a turkey, any trophy that you're after. We're really promoting outdoor recreation we think it's very important to get kids, families out doing that kind of stuff and have a balance throughout the summer. Whether you're in sports, whether you're doing this or doing that, we think that uh, variable should be getting those kids outside and 
getting them some fresh air, getting them off the video games. We're promoting it by chasing trophies. Uh, a lot of the times we, we call it chasing trophies that swim. And a lot of folks, we have about 500 pictures on our picture frame, our trophy board. We'll throw them up there all year. They flash through. I was just here watching some customers come in. Uh, just right now, Ken, they're they're looking at the trophies. They flash through on our picture frame that I got for a birthday gift. And uh, we're giving away a $50 gift card every month. We got so many in in June that I gave away two. We had one to uh, father since it was June. And then we had one to uh, to a younger kid we picked out. And come July, we will do we'll do another one. Fifty dollar gift card. Send us some pictures. We want to see what you're catching. Um, again, doesn't have to give away the location, but the, we do want the fo- uh, the photo to include the person so we can identify them. And we just randomly pick out a picture every month. Bob, how can they send them in to you? Oh, so we're on Facebook, Murray's Outdoor Store, um, and then they can send them there. They can send them to me personally if you know me. Um, they can send them to, uh, on messenger, um, or if you're in the store, you know, stop in and we can, we can get it up there that way too. Tell me now that we're this far into the show, what is your fishing report for right now here as we're coming into the weekend after the 4th of July on the Mississippi river? Ken, the fishing report this week is just going to be a little bit harder to get a sample size. A lot of my local fishermen kind of ducked out and I don't blame them. We had so many new fishing licenses this week, which means we have some new fishermen or seasonal fishermen where they're just fishing through the holiday season. So we did get a lot of pictures in, a lot of fish, but but as far as the locals, I'll start getting some of those guys back in. Um, The camping locals that camp up here are starting to get into some crappies, some really nice thick crappies from 10 to, to 13 and a half inches is pretty common. Uh, that bite was not going on uh, the last few months. It's just starting up again. Should be really good fall. It gets me excited for the fall where you're, you're easier to to get into numbers as far as uh, when they group up. Bluegill bites slowed down a little bit. There's some there. Uh, northern and bass, I'd say the last week are just crazy. The smallmouth numbers, some, some folks catching um, up to 21 inch. So I had a 19 and a 21 inch smallmouth and lots of smallmouth being caught. And then northern in the backwaters, they're starting to feed on all those little bluegills and the little fry. Um, a lot of topwater action uh, for bass and northern going on. Catfish bites pretty strong still. And then the walleye guys are out on the wing dams losing crankbaits like you wouldn't believe. Uh, just casting. Yeah, it's been crazy the amount of stuff we're going through just because of the snags and people snagging up. Talked to a guy that just was in the store today. He had a couple nice ones yesterday, uh, but went through six crankbaits trying to get them. So pretty typical low water bite right now. Um, just got to go find those fish. And we're going to we're gonna start here shortly. Uh, you'll start catching a lot of sheephead, a lot of bluegills out on the wing dams um, where the kids can go out and have a really, really good time. Um, and that should be that should be coming up uh, late July, I'd say mid to late July into August where uh, where you have a really good river bite on on some river fish. A lot of guys out uh, bow fishing for carp that's been that's been going on. A little bit of night fishing uh, with their with archery. That's been a pretty good pretty good bite with that. We did have the uh, fish fly hatch, a little one that we talked about a couple weeks 
weeks ago that happened over the fourth and it's always right around the fourth so fishing did slow down a little bit i'd say when when that hatch happened but it should pick up again here with the cool weather you mentioned that uh, bass bite the uh, 21 inch if you hook a 21 inch smallmouth bass in my opinion you've got less than a 50 50 chance of getting it in the boat they will stand on their head they fight about as good as any fish i've ever caught I, I'd agree with you. They they hurt your wrist if you get into a dozen of them, um, bam, 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 like these guys have been doing. That you, You'll be sore. Your hands will be sore after you're done reeling with them. Yeah, but they're quite a good fish to catch. Well, it sounds like uh, everything's good as long as we don't have extreme heat, and that's broken in Iowa. Uh, here on the East Coast, we had some horrendous humidity, uh, same as you did, but it's breaking now, and... Uh, I'm about ready to head back home, so I'll be back home in the middle of this coming week. Folks, if you need anything from Murray's, it's on the south end of Guttenberg. To me, it's like a hardware store used to be. You went in there, they had it, but they had people who knew what you needed, and they could help you get what you need, and you could leave happy and be able to do the job. And, uh, Bob, I think that reflects on the employees you have. Yeah, and then the locals too, Ken. Friendly conversation. Uh, it's actually fun coming into work. Yeah, we have we have quite a few folks that stop in and and talk to us, and just kind of a friendly atmosphere where where you'll hear some stories as well. Some you want to hear, some you don't. Well, first liar never has a chance. But I found that most of the people in the store are shooting pretty straight on how they're catching the fish and what they're catching. So it is a wonderful conversation. Sometimes they don't buy anything, Bob, but they do come visit you. It's fun. It's been fun. We've been, had it for three years now, and it's it's a joy. Bob Urban, Murray Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg. Look for the big walleye. Bob, have a great week. Yeah, you too, Ken. Safe travels. <laughs>